0: Come on, let's celebrate the Lord this morning. Praise God. Are y'all super excited about being here today? I had so much fun preaching on faith last week, I thought I would preach a little more about it today. And uh, I'd like to see some miracles take place in your life. I'd like to see God uh, do some of the supernatural things in your life. I'd like for you to believe that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or even think is there any dreamers in the house this morning okay come on let's do this one more time is there any dreamers in the house if you're a dreamer i want you to hoop and holler and yell yeah dreamers 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 are powerful dreamers are powerful people who activate the purpose of god in their life by saying, God, I believe you're well able to do greater things than I can even ask or think. Ask or think. So he's already moving outside the margin of your ability when he said ask or think. So he said greater than, y'all got that this morning? I know I'm just pressing that because I want us to think like he wants us to think, live like he wants us to live and then have the miracles that he wants us to have. I'm going to be reading this morning from the passage of Hebrews 11, which we're all very familiar with. Uh, It's the story of the heroes of the faith, and all of us are very, very, very familiar with that. While you're turning to Hebrews 11 and getting your Bibles out, your phones out, your iPads out, or whatever it is that you read your Bible on, uh, while you're getting that ready, I want to say I'm super excited about House Church and I want to encourage you to be a part of it as we find our destiny and walk in the purpose and plan of God. I know some of y'all probably are walking in your destiny, but I have found after even just two going through this a couple of times that I'm already seeing that God has even more for me. And I, I don't want to just stop uh, at 56 years old. I still want to know that God has more for me. Amen. I, I don't want to just say I've come to the pinnacle of my life and then I'm there. I believe God has bigger and brighter things, more than I can even ask or think. And so I want to know what those are. So I'm encouraging you to be a part of that. It's an exciting time. Hebrews 11, 1, and I'm going to be reading 1 through 3 in the ESV. And then I'm going to read uh, in a couple more versions in the Passion Translation as well as the message. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for. Everybody say The assurance. The conviction of things not seen, for by it the people of old receive their commendation. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. Hebrews 11 and 1 from the Passion Translation. Now faith brings our hopes into reality becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for it is the evidence required to prove what is still unseen hebrews 11 and 1 from the message translation the fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in god this faith is the firm foundation under everything that makes our life worth living come on somebody it is our handle on what we can not see. It's our handle on what we cannot see. We are so limited, Pastor Angela almost preached my message this morning in her short little verse, uh, her short little thing there. She said, we're so limited only because we have put God in a box. We have put God in the perimeter of our carnal, thinking we have put God in the perimeter of our natural thinking we have put God in the perimeters of what we see Paul is not simply trying to define what faith is but more so what faith does in the King James Version it says now faith is the substance of things hoped for everybody say substance say it is the the very thing it's the thing that we need In our life, for every situation, we need faith. We need the faith to believe and to see outside the perimeters of where the box that we've put God in. In the ESV, it says it's the assurance of things hoped for. We can be assured that what God has said is yea and amen. Touch your neighbor and say, God will do it if you believe. In the Amplified, it says that it's the confirmation and the title deed. It's the confirmation and the title deed. I, I, I love it when the day that you get that last uh, payoff in the mail for that car and you write that check out. And then in a couple of weeks, you get this little piece of paper in the mail and it says this car does not belong to the bank anymore. What a great day that is to know that that car does not belong to the bank anymore. It belongs to you. And then you can get liability insurance. Come on, somebody. That is my car. It's mine. I possess it. It belongs to me. Faith is the title deed to saying that anything that I ask for or anything that I think can belong to me because God says it's so. Faith is the foundation of the promise of God in our life that we long for. You cannot have Christ in your life without having faith in your life. And I'm going to come back to that in just a moment. But you can't say I have Christ in my life and not have faith in your life because it takes faith to believe in Christ, that he died for you, and that is our salvation. So it's a measure of faith, the scripture said, to every man has been given a measure of faith. So faith is saying that God is, and through him all things are possible. God is, and through him all things are possible. Faith is not hoping without hope. Faith is knowing that there's this assurance that I have the title deed, that it is the foundation of everything in my life. So I'm not hoping without hope. I may have hope because it hasn't come to pass yet, but I'm not hopeless. Are you with me this morning? Because I have put my trust in God, the creator of the universe, who made all things, who spoke the world into existence. Therefore, I am not hopeless, but I have hope in this world faith is believing when there is no evidence in front of you and when there is no proof other than what we believe and know through the word this is our evidence and this is our proof now i'm going to talk to you for just a moment right out of my heart if you're walking through a situation in your life a struggle in your life you're up against the wall it's un, it just seems to me that why we would not go to the Word of God, which is the foundation for everything in our lives. You see, the enemy wants to play a trick with us. When we get up against a situation in our life, the enemy seems to want to make us feel some kind of shame or guilt or problem or situation that we tend to pull away from the very thing that's going to pull us out. I see people going through trials, tribulations, situations, and their attendance at church begins to, the, begins to lower. Their community among their believers begins to, the, not so much, and their, the word and the, uh, their prayer time gets less. Look, there is no time that you need more prayer and more word and more community with believers in your life than when you're going through a situation. This word is the foundation for us that lifts us up out of the situation we're in so that we can see and we can begin to believe and we can know that God is well able to do what? exceedingly abundantly above. Faith is trusting in the evidence that's written in this word and trusting in the promises of God. David said it this way, I look to the hills from which cometh my help, and my help cometh from the Lord. What David was doing was reaching back to a past victory and reaching back to a, a, a past where he saw God show up and he killed a lion and a bear. And he said, because I have seen the evidence of God, I have the faith to believe that I could take out a giant. Sometimes in our life we have to remember the things that God has already done and we build upon that faith to do what God is going to do next. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord this morning. And John 20, 29, out of the Passion Translation, Jesus responded, Thomas, now that you have seen me, you believe. But there are those who have never seen me with their eyes, but they have believed in me with their hearts, and they will be blessed even more. I want to live in the blessings of God. I want to live in the greatness of God, the goodness. How many want to live in the blessings of God? It takes faith to live in the blessings of God. We have to believe that He is. We have to believe that He died for our sins. We have to believe that He has come into our life to bring us from where we are to where we're going. And we trust in Him even though we have not seen Him with our eyes. Those who will trust in me and believe that I am the Christ and that He died for me, there is died for my sins, they can experience this joy that comes from believing in me and knowing that God is well able. Even more so those who hadn't seen, but those who believe. Do you believe this morning? And John 2031, Jesus went on to do many more miracles and signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not even included in this book. But all of this is recorded here so that you would fully believe that Jesus is the Anointed One, the Son of God, and that through your faith in Him, you will experience eternal, eternal life by the power of His name. So how do we see God will determine how we view life. How we see God or how we approach God will determine how we view life. Our view of this life can also determine how we see God. If seeing is believing, and we're taking uh, in the world and all that's around us because our foundation is what we see is what we believe, then we are already in trouble. Come on, don't, don't turn on the news if seeing is believing because you'll believe there's not even a God. Don't listen to the naysayers because you'll believe God's already abandoned us. But when we trust in God, knowing that he is and that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him, then it doesn't matter what the world around us looks like. It doesn't matter what situation we're in. It doesn't matter how negative the world has become and distrusting we can be and how hopeless the world is. Our faith in God can be tainted when we see through those eyes. But when we see through His eyes and we learn to trust in Him, there will be no fear in our life. Come on. There will be no uh, distrust in our life. We will have faith that can see us through every situation. Now, a lot of people say, I know, I believe in Jesus. I believe in Jesus. I believe in Jesus. But do you trust Jesus? I believe in God, but do you trust God? I believe, but, I, I, but when I'm in the storm, I like to work things out for myself. I kind of preached about this a little bit last week. And without faith, Hebrews 11, six, 6 says, and without faith living within us, it would be impossible to please God. If we don't have faith, it's impossible for us to please God. And we come to God in faith knowing that he is real and that he is a rewarder and the faith of those who give all their passions and strength to seek him. Yeah. I want Matt and Brad to come up here and help me real quick. Kenyon, are you ready? Grab that ladder real fast. See, it's a lot of times we like to say, hey, I, I, I believe in God. It's kind of like this harness. I, I believe in this harness. I, I believe that this, this thing right here is made to, made to work. It looks strong. We're gonna. This might be. A, we hadn't done. That. We ain't practiced this. So, all right. Well, Brad, you're supposed to know how to work this. See, I believed in you. All right. I can't see. My glasses broke this week, and I'm wearing a five-year-old prescription. So, here we go. All right. So we're trusting. We're gonna put this on. We're gonna have faith to believe. You gonna have to let that out, cause I got such <laughs> big thighs from working out. I don't know how much we got left. Come on. Look, Brad, look, pull it out, and then you can turn. Yeah, there we go. Come on. And then when you tighten it. Yeah, I don't even need all that. Let's go. All right. So we are gonna have faith. I got. How many believe this harness will hold me? Huh? Y'all have faith to believe that? See, it's always easy to have faith when you're sitting on the ground. I had some pictures I wanted to show today. A, there was of a, a, a Angela and I, uh, and some of you have been there. Matt's been there. And you got to put this harness on, and you climb up to the top of this uh, pole that's 50 foot in the air. And uh, I, Hannah did it. She climbed to the top of this pole, 50 foot in the air. And, and, and then she had to, there was a, a trapeze that's 8 foot out, 8 foot high, 8 foot out. And she had to jump from that pole that's shaking like this, you know, like a telephone pole. And then jump out there and jump into the air and grab the trapeze. (laughs) Jumping through the air and driving the trapeze is not that big a deal. If I put that same trapeze and I put this mark on the floor and I put that trapeze right here and I jumped out there and I could grab it every time, it's not that big a deal. But it all changes. Y'all get that rope ready to tie me. It all changes. It all changes. Oh, they gotta strap me on up here. I guess you better put on the whole measure of faith. We don't want ocean showing up. They worried about OSHA. All right. So when you climb, you start that climb. You start. <laughs> I'm having faith right now. I'm trusting they're tying that. Huh? All right, you got me tied up? I believe so. All right. I got faith in you, Matt. I got faith in you. All right. Huh? We're going to call this Jesus right here. This is Jesus. I believe in this. I'm on the ground. I got my harness on. I got faith to believe this is going to hold me. But now things are about to change. Huh? Because, because I, now I, I'm in a, a, a riskier situation. Come on, the things are... I should have got... You go up here, Cody. You like doing this kind of stuff. Risky situation. I can't even get all the way up on this ladder. And I got to trust this. Now, I want y'all to go to the other side of me over there. All right, I'm going to lean on this thing, and I'm going to trust y'all. All right, can you come hold the ladder? I don't want the ladder to come out. Oh, there's a projector. We got... We got... All right. All right. So now, this is my, this is my... It's all right, Vicky. Vicki's scared for me. This is, my, this is Jesus I believe in. This is my faith I believe in. It's easy to believe in this while I'm standing on the ground. Come on. It's easy to trust God when I'm, when I'm standing on the ground. Sometimes you've got to pray a little longer. <laughs> Yes. All right. Thank God. This this Shoreman right here is going to tie me up. Yeah, that'll pull a tugboat right. Come on, (laughs) that'll pull a tugboat. So how many believe in this rope? Y'all, y'all think this? What's the tensile strength on this rope? It probably says on that thing over there. Six hundred pounds. Six hundred pounds. I'm good. Only weigh half that. So. Uh, so you, you're trusting, you're trusting, you're believing, your faith is in this. And it's always a good, it's always good. You're always got faith in God when you're standing in, a, in, in on the ground. But there's going to be some storms in your life, and you're going to have to learn to lean in. You're a, I just got scared. I want y'all to know that. You got, there's sometimes in life you got to step out. Give me a little slack. You got to step out and believe. You got to trust in the process. You got to believe that God is going to work for you when things don't seem like they're going to work out. I want, to, I want to do something great for God. Well, you, first you've got to lean in sometimes. First, first you got to, you got I'm, you scared me once already. All right. I'm wanting to hold on this ladder right now. But you got to believe, you've got to lean in, you've got to say, hey, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to let go. I'm going to, whoa. And sometimes you've got to step out into the deep in your life. Oh, I want to walk on water. No, you don't. You won't get out of the boat. Oh, I want to see a miracle. No, you won't even pray for that person at Walmart. Oh, I believe God can do all things if we trust and believe in Him, but I'm, I'm going to let somebody else do it, and I'm going to see if it works. And we put God in a box, and we put Him in a perimeter, and we hold on to what we trust in. You know, probably the truth of the matter is, this ladder is probably not as safe as you might think it is. It's, it's funny how we trust in things that, I mean, people get in a car every day. And you think because you get behind the wheel, you're in control. Come on, is that true, Cody? How many wrecks you have been to where people thought they were in control? You, you, you get on an airplane, you put your trust in that plane and in that pilot. I've, get on, I've been on many airplanes. And every time I get on one that it starts down the runway, I always go, wow, how do they get this hunk of metal with all these fat people off the ground? <laughs> how do they do that? How do they do that? How many's got a cell phone in your hand right now? How many believe if you take a picture of me and you, you send it out, how many's already done it? Who's already posted this picture? <laughs> You, you took a picture of this, and you already posted it on Facebook. You trusted that picture to fly through the air, I don't even know what it does. And all of a sudden, the whole world can see me acting a fool up here. Because you're trusted in something that's greater than you. You're believing in something. I thought this morning about a life jacket. Have you ever thought about a life jacket? You put a life jacket on, and you think, well, this is going to take care of me. And you're not even apprehensive about jumping into the water with the life jacket on. For somebody told you that that life jacket would float you, and so you believe it. But when are we going to believe that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him that are willing to lean in? Hold that a little tighter. <laughs> lean in. Lean in. Lean into the promise of God. Lean into the purpose of God. Lean into your victory. Lean into the promises that He's given you. You got to have faith. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I have more faith in God than I do Matt. He's definitely not God. Faith. We got to trust in what we cannot even see sometimes. And we can't wear Jesus around and make it our religious thing and then when we don't have the faith to trust him in the midst of the storm. I'm not opposed to doctors. I believe in doctors. We have doctors in this house and we have counselors in this house and we have pastors in this house and we have people to help you along your way and we believe in inner healing and so so we believe in all those things. But Let me tell you something. None of those things in and of themselves can save you. What would happen if we had the measure of faith to say, God, I'm going to step out of the box that I'm in, and I'm going to step into the miraculous, and I'm going to see God work in my life. Scripture says, faith, Noah's heart was in Noah's heart to receive the revelation, the warning of God about what was coming. Even the things that had never been seen before. I want you to think about this. I want you guys that was just helping me come back up here. Hurry. Run. Y'all gonna be my sons. I'm gonna be Noah. Now it ain't never rained ever before. Yeah, you should be Ham. He said he wanted to be Ham. And so Noah's trying to tell his sons this. I want you to think about this. Now you've seen rain, so this is easy for you to believe. <laughs> you've even seen floods. Right now in Houston, they believe in this. It's going to rain, and it's going, it's going, water is going to come from the sky. And we're going, and, and and the Lord's going to bring so much rain, boys, that we're going to flood the whole earth. Now what we have to do is we got to build a ark. What's that? Okay. All right. What 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 is that? What what's an ark? Now I'm trying I've got a word from God. You gotta get with me now on this. I've got a word from God. They didn't hear God say this. Noah heard God say this. This is where faith gets activated. Noah had to believe that God was or is And that his word is true, and he had to go operate in faith to tell them what God said. This is where it gets tricky in our lives. Because God will speak to you, Rachel, and give you a word, but he wants you to share that word with somebody that's doing like them. All right. We're going to build a what? Water's going to fall from the sky. So much of it that it's going to flood the earth. And the only people that's going to be saved is us that's in this little ark. Now, wait a minute. This is where the story just starts. I don't know if Noah's son said, okay, Dad, whatever you say, we're going to be submitted. We're just going to obey. But then there came persecution. Because there was a whole bunch of people laughing at these guys building an ark. What are y'all doing? We're building an ark. A what? An ark. Well, we don't have time for building an ark. We're partying and drinking and having a good time and eating and festivities and y'all, look at y'all. Look at y'all big dummies working over there building an ark. We're just gonna watch because this is pretty stupid right here. I mean, do you really think it's gonna rain? Do you really think that God's gonna flood the earth? Do you really believe this? See, so much in our life that God has spoken to us about, we've listened to the non-believers get us to believe and doubt what God has already said. Is there really a God? And is He really, did He really die for our sins? And does He really love us so much that He cares for us? To that limit. And before long, if we continue to listen to those, we won't build an ark. And we won't believe for a revival. And we won't believe that God's about to do something miraculous in our life. And we'll settle for less than God has for our best. You got to believe. Thanks, guys. You got to be willing to step into that place where you're so convinced and you have so much conviction about the things of God that nothing will stop you and that you will believe for everything that God has. Come on, worship team. There comes a time we have to have faith to step out into what is not familiar or what's not comfortable or or those things. We have to live in the promise that God's word is yea and amen. and We hold on to it. Sometimes you got to get out of your old life if you're going to receive your new life now i know y'all laugh because i love steve harvey but i heard steve harvey talking about getting a new car when he was a kid he come home told his mama he said mom i'm gonna buy me a new car she said you're not gonna get a new car she said what what you mean mom i'm working hard i'm praying god's gonna give me a new car she said son you got a car that's sitting out in the driveway and that, new car, that old car has been sitting out there on blocks for so many years. Until you get rid of that old car and get the old out of your life, God's not going to bless you with something new. He said, man, I, call, he said, I called up the wrecker the next day, and I told him, come get this old car out of my driveway. He said, I got the old car out of my driveway, and sure enough, the blessings of God soon came, and I was able to drive the new car up in the place where the old car used to sit. You see, there's some things that you've been holding on into your life. There's some old cars. There's some old things that you need to say, I'm getting rid of. I'm getting rid of some old past. I'm getting rid of some old lies. I'm getting rid of some old things that are parked in the way of the blessing of God in my life. I'm not going to hold on and be nostalgic about the old. I'm making room for the new. Because I kind of believe that God has something more for me than this right here. I gotta believe that there's, there's greater things than what I'm experiencing right now. And I'm making room for the new. I'm making new room for the blessings of God in my life. I'm making room for not only to believe, but to experience. Abraham had faith. He stepped out with his whole family and went on a journey to a land that he'd never seen. Now listen, when I'm talking about Abraham had faith to go on a journey, I'm not talking about he loaded up his SUV. He had hundreds of people, cattle, tents. It was a caravan. He had to go tell his wife. God said, come on, we're moving to a new place. (laughs) And she's like, well, it, well, wait, whoa, hold on. Time out. We just got this house built. We, we just moved into this place. I was kind of liking it here. You know, Abraham, you might need to think about that. That grass out there in that field where our, our, our cattle is is pretty green, pretty nice. We got a lot of trees here and got water here. So, where's this place we're moving? I don't know. I've never seen it. Which direction is it? I'm not really sure. You mean you're telling me to pack up, load up, get everybody together, and you don't even know which way you're going? It wasn't until Abraham had the faith to pack the wagons that God gave him the direction to go. Is somebody with me this morning? It wasn't until Abraham said, all right, we're ready to go. And I imagine all 200 or whatever it was and cattle and everything looking at Abraham like, where are we going? Okay, God, which way? That way? Okay. The scenery at first probably didn't look all that great. It wasn't until he got to where God was taking him that he understood what God was saying there. Now, for all you overthinkers, I got Audrey a little plaque Put, gave it to her. and said, what does it say? Don't, hold on, I'm overthinking this. Hold on, I'm, wait a minute, God, I'm, let me overthink this. I'm just thinking about it, God. Now, look, I love thinkers. I thank God for Audrey and Angela. I just don't, when they're together, it's a little rough, but I'm thankful for both of them. But sometimes we overthink God. And sometimes He just wants us to just to step out into the unknown. To move into what we don't even know how it's going to come out. Or move to the place we've never been before. Or step into the, a, a, a new part of life. And that's when we take the God out of the box. And then we get to see all that God has for us. Amen. Oh, I want to live by faith and not by sight. I want to live on the promises of God and the blessings of God. And I want to see all that God has for me. I've got to learn to step out in the unknown. It's not over till God says it's over. Tell your neighbor that. Don't let your faith be based on what the doctor, the lawyer, the banker or anybody else says. If God said it, keep believing it. If God said it, keep on believing it. If God said it, keep on believing it. One of my favorite stories about the generosity and the love of this house, the family in this house, is a few Christmases ago when we were gonna give a car away. Yeah. And we were raising money, we were talking about we're gonna give a car away. And I really felt like God spoke to me about that. I went and bought the car. We didn't even have the money for the car. But I had faith. Audrey's like, we're gonna buy the car now. I say yeah, we're gonna buy it now. In Jesus' name. But my favorite part of that story is we're gonna give the car to Miss Rita. Back there on the back road. Miss Rita. Yeah. Miss Rita was so excited about giving the car away, every week she was giving to her own car. She was sowing into her own car. She didn't even know she was sowing into her own car. She was excited, and she was sowing seeds of faith, and she didn't even know that she was going to reap the harvest. And every Sunday when I would say, All right, you got your envelopes? We're going to give to car." Miss Reedy would get her little envelope out. And I don't know if it had $5 or $500 in it. I have no idea. But she'd say, woo! And I'd say, oh, woo, yeah. Sometimes God's wanting to work a miracle in your life. And he's waiting for you to sow a seed into his promise. I'm not just talking about money, so don't, don't, don't get nervous about money. Your seed might be loving somebody. Your seed might be going the extra mile. Your seed might be opening your house. Your seed might be something you had even, you, you're just saying, God, I, whatever I got belongs to you. I'm going to trust you with it, God. I'm going to trust you with it. and God's working a miracle in your life. God's working a miracle in your life. I say I believe God wants to just Bless somebody in this house today. I wish our prayer team can come. I believe God wants to do a miracle in your life today. But I don't want you to get confused about that. When I say miracle, hey, I know, we, I know you are doing what I, you know what I'm doing, but I want you to turn the lights back up because I want to see eyeballs today. When I say miracle, don't, don't just get caught up on a physical miracle. Because there might be a hole in your heart today that God wants to fill. It's not physical. There might be a relationship that God wants to restore. There might be an avenue that God is working in that you, you have not even heard his voice on yet. And he's waiting on you to say, all right, God, I'm a to believe. And then he's going to speak to you and give you direction. But let's don't put God in a box. Let's don't put God in this closing of this day. Let's don't put God in a little container. Say, God, I I believe, God, you can heal this, but I'm not sure, God, you can heal that. God, I'm willing to lean in. I'm willing to to take to trust. I'm willing to wait on a miracle, God. I'm willing to travel to a land that I haven't been yet, God, that I don't know anything about. And I'm not necessarily talking about it in the physical. Maybe it's in the spiritual realm. I'm willing to step out of the boat. I'm willing to believe, God, for something that's greater than my even my imagination. I don't want you to raise your hand, but how many in here has been praying for God to give you a house to live in, that you need God to bless you? With, some, with a new home, with a new home. How many believe that God wants to bless you with a new home and he cares about those things? How many would agree with those with their hands lifted that God cares about that and he wants to bless you with a new home? Come on. Well, I, I know, but I, ha, I, I don't know if God can do that or not because this, this, and this, and because of that. Whoa, 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 you just put God right back in a box. Well, I've done been to the mortgage company and they said, all that we approve for is this. And there's no house out there for this price that we need. Oh, wait a minute. (laughs) We're talking about God and he can open doors and he can make a way where there seemeth to be no way. How many God to work in a relationship in your life? You need God to do something in a relationship in your life. But it seems like that relationship is so far gone. How could God ever do that? You see, God doesn't come and change, make people do things. But God, God will touch people's heart and change will come. But sometimes, oh, I'm about to preach now. I know I said I was closing, but I'm about to preach now. Sometimes the change that needs to happen before it can happen in them, it has to happen in you. Sometimes in life, we got to give up the old to make room for the new, and we got to trust God for a miracle in our life. Are y'all with me this morning? How many's ready to lean into what God has? You're, you're ready to take a little risk. You're ready to. Come on, I wish I had the ladder back out here. I'd tie some of y'all on. Just just lean in. Come on, I'm going to lean in. I'm going to trust God for the supernatural. I'm not going to hold on to what what feels like security. I'm going to let go and trust God for the next. I'm going to trust God for the next. Let's bow our heads all over this place. Father, I believe the release a miracle.